popular pop rock group Madheads from Ukraine with a traditional Ukrainian folk song done in their inimitable style, Oynahori Dvadubke, Two Oak Trees in the Field. Vitaju vas vsih dorihi radiju suhechi na radiju peredaču naš holos radiju krinskoho korinja na bahatomovni radiju stanci AM 1320 CHMB u misti Vancouveri. Hovorit Pavlina. Dobry večer and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host, Paulina. Thank you so, so much for joining me. We have a packed program today, lots of information coming your way. Uh, we've got an interview with Marena Krut, the Ukrainian bandurist who is traveling across Canada right now and kicked off her tour in Victoria a couple of weekends ago. So stay tuned for that as well. Cultural Capsule and a look at popular Ukrainian singer Marika Burmaka. And of course, our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next is another fairly recent singer that sprung on the scene, Yaroslava Rudenko. And here she is now with a very popular tune, Slava Nashim Zeseo, a tribute to Ukraine's armed forces. Slava Nashim Zeseo, Oh 
Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shochenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for the past 60 years. Since 1963, the Shochenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing artists and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Holos listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit www.shochenkofoundation.ca. Ukraine War Amps is happy to announce that we are shipping parcels to veterans and Ukraine's defenders to commemorate the 105th anniversary of United Ukraine on January 22, 2024. A parcel includes as follows. War Doctrine, a book written by a defense minister of Carpathian Ukraine, and food basics, sausage, cheese, spaghetti, canned olives, tea, chocolates, buckwheat, canned meat, and canned fish. For only $40 US, the UWA team will prepare, pack, and ship a parcel with items described here to a family in Ukraine. Everyone is welcome to participate in this unique humanitarian gesture. Every dollar counts. To donate through PayPal or e-transfer, please use our email, ukrainewaramps at gmail.com. Marena Krut, whose stage name is Krut, is a famous singer, composer, and master of Ukraine's national instrument, the 65-string bandura. She's competed on both The Voice of Ukraine and The X Factor, as well as for the Ukrainian military in combat zones. She was in Victoria on January 19th to kick off her first cross-Canada tour to raise awareness and funds to aid Ukrainian men and women who are risking their lives for the sake of their country's independence and freedom. Oksana Pobereznik and Daria Lysenko of Vancouver Island met with Marena after her concert in Victoria on January 19th. Here are their conversations. At first, I want to say big thanks to Marina Krut about the concert. That was amazing. I first first time I see you, I wasn't in Ukraine. I just I left Ukraine many years ago, and for me, oh my god, it's just live legend. So nice. And yeah, uh, just a couple of words from Marina because she's so tired. I think after concert. Yeah, I think so. Just a little bit tired. Just a little bit. But everything was great. I'm, I'm so happy. Tell me a little bit and our listeners about your program. Uh, today it was it was a lot of carols, Ukrainian carols. Uh, actually, it was my song. It was Ukrainian traditional song, so I mix it with the traditional uh, music and my modern and contemporary music. I hope everyone was happy. Yes, thank you. And so your first tour starts yeah. from yeah, it's my first tour in Canada. I hope not last, but this is tour going to be huge. It's going to be twenty cities. And yeah, yeah. And today, oh my God, today it was first concert, first. So I wish you a lot of energy to do this in twenty cities. You, you show us a big expression. Thank you so much. I hope everything's gonna and, be great. And I saw like you sold your Vishwanka. Didn't miss this? Yeah, yeah. I I saw the beautiful Vishwanka from the Ukrainian brand called Motif. And uh, for me, it's so good, actually. I'm so happy, you know. I, I feel more happy than sad. And I don't feel sad. Like, no, no sadness, no sadness, no tears. Just happiness because we raised 1,000 uh, Canadian dollars for a U- uh, Ukrainian army. So this is huge. Huge, yes, exactly. So, And you told you where um, you visited many times Frontline. Yeah. How was that? It was good. It was good. Uh, it's my, f- it's my best time. At, it was m- my best place where I like to play, actually, because, you know, in a front line everything is so, it's so deep and it's so like you f- you f- you found everything, yeah. And I wasn't scared. No, it wasn't scary. When you have the right missions, it's not scary. 
it's 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 if it is part of your mission it's so important and yeah yeah you probably were under shelling and uh, bombing and hidden were hidden yeah, yeah but we we have uh, an arms or something like that so we are protected but you know i i, f- I feel so i don't know it's got a spokino a spokino <laughs> i feel some very spokino <laughs> Good, good, good. So, God bless you and keep safe and keep your travel safe because we need you and all Ukrainians need you. Thank you so much. To była Marina Kruć i do zustrici w innych miastach. Usich to słuchaj nas, everyone who listen us. You can visit next 19 tours, concerts. Just follow the tour schedule. was Miranda Krut with Koleskova Lullaby and that was last year's entry in Eurovision and she placed second. We'll bring you more of Marina's music as well as Oksana with her organizer. But first here is Daria Lusenko with Marina Krut. They're speaking in Ukrainian and if you're Ukrainian challenged we have a video of this interview on the Nasholos YouTube channel with English subtitles. Вітаємо всіх слухачів радіо «Наш голос». Сьогодні з вами Дар'я Лисенко. І в нас в гостях відома українська співачка, бандуристка, музикантка, авторка пісень Марина Круть. Марина, вітаємо вас. Вітаю вас, дякую за запрошення. У мене є до вас декілька запитань. А перше питання, як вас зустріла Вікторія? Як вам погода? Як ось? Вікторія зустріла мене дуже прекрасним мокрим снігом, що було дуже прекрасно і гарно, але... 
казали, що таке буває у вас дуже рідко. От, і так вийшло, що я і в Ванкувер прилетіла, і Вікторію прилетіла, і все це було разом із мокрим снігом, із прекрасним снігом, гарною зимою. От, і я не знаю, мені подобається все. Це таке відчуття, що я вдома, що я в Україні, бо в нас щось дуже схоже відбувається наразі. А взагалі, а як виникла ідея почати концертний тур саме в Вікторії? Насправді це не була моя ідея. Це була ідея нашого концертного організатора «Казка Інтертеймент», конкретно Вадима Горонюка, який, власне, організував весь цей тур. Він сказав, що так буде найкраще почати з Вікторії. Так роблять, насправді, часто доволі. Я була рада, мені дуже подобається Вікторія. Ну і, власне, що, які очікування від туру по Канаді? Я знаю, що це вже не перша поїздка до Канади, правда? Та, не перша, але перша турова поїздка. Я стараюсь бути без очікувань, але все одно... Мабуть, єдине, що я очікую в цьому турі, це не збирати якомога більше грошей на ЗСУ. Це от те, що я прям дуже хочу сильно зробити. Це є моя мета. Все інше, знаєте, як говорить, як Бог дасть. Як канадська аудиторія? Чим плануєте дивувати українців в Канаді, взагалі канадців? Канадців в Канаді планую дивувати бандурою, українців в Канаді також планую дивувати бандурою. Але насправді я не приїхала сюди дивувати, я приїхала сюди гріти людей. Гріти і говорити за Україну, і розповідати, і показувати ту бандуру, яку, можливо, вони не чують кожного дня. Взагалі не бандуру не чують кожного дня. А якщо і чують, то хотілося б показати її такою, яка вона може бути. І, можливо, розвінчати деякі стереотипи, якщо вони існують тут. Якщо ж їх не існує, просто помилувати і показати, наскільки багатогранною і красивою може бути українська культура. Це дійсно так. І в мене питання. Я знаю, що ви їздили на підтримку цей концерт ЗСУ, власне, відвідували військових на передовій. Скажіть, які взагалі зараз думки серед них? Чого вони потребують? Тому що це гарна нагода звернутися до українців, які нас слухають, так? і попросити саме про підтримку. Загалом у мене є так багато досвіду такого різного. Я би не сказала, що це є передова, але ми були в зоні 10-20 кілометрів від нулика умовного. Все одно вдалося з ними поспілкуватися і зрозуміти те, що їм потрібна, по-перше, наша увага і підтримка, як тилу. І мені здається, що тил в Україні – це є один тил, але є ще також канадський тил, який також має постояти міцно. Українська родина в Канаді, де ні в якій іншій країні це не може відбуватися, окрім Канади. Канада це дуже важливо, особливо ну, українці, які є в Канаді. І ось цей тил, він має стояти міцно, стояти таким гарним строєм. Тому що, перш за все, їм потрібна, ясно, там, зброя, типу, для війни потрібна зброя, але для війни, нашої війни, потрібні дрони, багато дронів. Тому що це очі. Це, насправді, типу, ця війна, вона відрізняється від інших воєн, її не можна порівняти з, із жодною іншою війною. Це є унікальний прецедент, який відбувається в 21 столітті в центрі, в центрі е, Європи. Але нам потрібні дрони. Вони потрібні нам того, що це очі наших хлопців і дівчат. Навіть дешевий самий дрон, він може спрацювати і врятувати життя не одній людині. Також потрібно міняти хлопців і говорити за них і за дівчат, де тільки можна говорити. Кожній людині, яка зустрічається нам, чи то вона буде українкою, українцем за кордоном, чи це буде іноземцем, нагадувати. Тому що всі ми знаємо, скоро буде два роки війни, і нам треба зробити так, щоб ще не було два роки інших. Це, це дійсно так. Тобто ми цьому якраз сьогодні говоримо про це, співаємо про це. І у мене питання до вас. А як війна вплинула взагалі на вашу творчість? Ну, якби я не можу сказати, чи вона вплинула на творчість, вона вплинула, в принципі, на мене, як на людину. Я стала доросліша. Навіть Вадим, з яким ми не бачились, ми бачилися з ним до повномасштабного вторгнення і вже після повномасштабного вторгнення. Він мені сказав таку фразу, що до повномасштабного вторгнення це була така дівчина Морина, а приїхала жінка Морина. Того війна з нас всіх зробила доросліших людей. Доросліших, мабуть, на свій вік. Доросліших, аніж треба бути дорослішими в житті. Тому що люди в свій, ну, навіть в 20 років, які є на фронті, люди ну, 19-18 добровольці, Типу, люди так не проводять свої 20 років, не проводять свої 19 років, люди живуть своє інше життя. Але ці люди мають настільки величезну свідомість, і громадянську позицію і велике добре серце, усвідомленість, зробити такий крок і піти захищати нас з вами, щоб один день ми не стали Московською областю, для того, щоб ми далі продовжували бути Україною. Ці найкращі люди, вони гинуть кожного дня, і нам варто про це не забувати. І тому я тут. І продовжую далі робити свою роботу, тому що доля музиканта 
під час війни. Після війни можна робити багато чого, а от під час війни потрібно далі проповідувати і говорити про все, що відбувається. Бути очевидцем, свідком, живим. Якою бачити Україну після нашої перемоги? Бо перемога точно буде. Я, насправді, признаюсь вам чесно, зараз на такому етапі знаходжуся, що хочеться вірити в перемогу, хочеться в неї вірити. Може бути всіляке, мені здається. Є варіант, що і не буде перемоги. Я, мабуть, вас і не здивую, ми всі про це знаємо. Може бути всіляке. Наша задача робити так, щоб перемога була все ж таки. І хочеться бути оптимісткою і говорити, що все буде добре і все буде класно. Ми знаємо, що це буде не завтра, але ми хочемо знати, що це буде з нами. Мені здається, після закінчення активних бойових дій і після деокупації наших територій, повернення наших територій, я побачила абсолютно змінене українське сучасне, прогресивне суспільство. Мені би хотілося жити в такій країні. А як щодо української музики? Чи є щось, що зараз вже надихає вас, що надихнуло на ці творчі пориви, які ми бачимо, спостерігаємо останні роки? Ну, мене надихає особисто минуле. Мене багато надихає шістдесятники, багато надихає розстрільне відродження, період українських ВІА 80-х років, період української території А 90-х, 2000-х років. Всі ці епохи в Україні, вони були абсолютно прекрасні, і в них були абсолютно прекрасні представники, і вони беззаперечно надихають. Наприклад, такі імена, як Мирослава Скорика, ВІА Черіні Скрипки, колектив його, Лідія Відаш, співачка, співачка Руся, Рані Окен Ельзи, Скрябін, якого так сильно не вистачає, і багато-багато інших гарних, славних синів і дочок України. А що до канадської музики? Чи є хтось з канадських виконавців, який вас підтримує в плані розвитку, може, Авріл Лавін, може, Лазара, яка минулого року представляла Францію на Євробаченні? О, я не знала, що вона з Канади. Чи є вона з Канади? Вона з Квебек. Супер. Ну, насправді, мій один із найтоповіших фаворитів музикантів, яких я люблю і слухаю, постійно надихаюся. Це є канадець, його звати Патрік Уатсон, і він живе в Монреалі. Я дуже мрію з ним познайомитись. От, я надію, що одного дня прийде така честь. Я буду дуже сильно рада з ним познайомитись, і я слухаю його музику вже багато років. А які міста плануєте відвідати? Чи, можливо, в Монреалі якраз буде якась... Монреаль буде. Монреаль буде. Буде багато міст в провінції Онтаріо, буде багато в Квебеці. Але ми прийомуємо поїхати від Вікторії до Галіфаксу. Типу, ось цю абсолютно відстань, всю Канаду ми приїдемо. І провінції, де не часто українські артисти зазирають. Нам це дозволяє зробити наш формат, тому що я граю акустично, я є одна на сцені. Тому, за рахунок того, що я одна, ми можемо зазирнути в такі різні закапелки Канади і проїхатись по українським громадам. Тому... Приходьте на концерти. Так, це буде таке велике-велике турне, тому що якщо порівняти географію, то дійсно Канада дуже велика. А скажіть, будь ласка, які б побажання ви дали б українцям в Канаді і канадцям в Канаді? Для мене, взагалі, як для українки, дуже велика відповідальність бути за кордоном. Особливо вступати на сцену в якості української артистки. Це як представляти свою країну на Олімпійських іграх. Для мене кожного разу, кожного концерту це так. Оця велика відповідальність, вона на мене ніколи не тиснула. Вона більше була для мене честю бути українкою за кордоном. І от я побажала бути кожному українцю і кожній українці за кордоном, бути таким собі маленьким апасадором своєї країни. Показувати, хто є такі українці, і показувати, що ти є громадянин, ти, в тебе є щастя, ти можеш бути щасливою або щасливим. Але також потрібно транслювати те, що в нас досі є війна, говорити про це, транслювати кожен, як може, доступним способом. Хтось робить репости в інстаграмі, хтось може, наприклад, задонатити, хтось, якщо немає грошей, може зробити репост. Але кожен потрошки, 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 і типу, ми будемо лупати цю скалу разом. Це дуже важливо. Не сваритися в цей час і бути гарними і достойними синами і дочками своєї України. Дуже дякую вам, що ви сьогодні прийшли до нас. Будемо раді ділитися українською музикою і дуже-дуже раді запрошувати і вітати українських артистів. У нас тут Вікторій на острові, Ванкувер, взагалі в Британській Колумбії. Це 
дійсно дуже гарний привід для всіх нас, українців, тут в діаспорі, чути українську музику, підтримувати українських виконавців і відчувати цей зв'язок з батьківщиною. Дякую. Дякую вам, Вотян, за запрошення. And here is Marina Krut with her 2020 Eurovision entry, an instrumental called 99. Слухайте радіопрограму «Наш голос» радіо українського коріння. При мікрофоні Павліна. You're listening to «Наш голос» Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm Павліна. And we're back with Oksana Povarezhnik of Nanaimo and Marina Krutz, tour organizer. So um, my name is Vadim Gorenyuk. I'm executive director of Second Front Ukraine Foundation, as well as I'm representing here event company from Toronto called Kaska Entertainment which is organizing cultural events and uh, tours for Ukrainian artists all around Canada and United States. What is Second Front? Okay, Second Front Ukraine Foundation is a non-profit organization. It's a group of volunteers, young Ukrainian people, who got together on a second day of full invasion, uh, full Russian invasion. Most of us, we didn't know each other, so we met at the protest near Hungarian consulate, when Hungary didn't know yet that Russia is a terrorist and um, doing all these terrible things on our land. So we met there and um, the idea of Second Front was declared. So um, there was a group chat on WhatsApp and uh, later we uh, there was a first Zoom call and uh, we realized we need to act. We need to do something. We need to do something for Ukraine. And... Uh, Eventually, we decided to register a non-profit organization. Uh, at the beginning, we didn't know yet what's going to be our direction. We just st- started to collect donations. Uh, very fast, good people 
offered us the space. It was a uh, factory, uh, so they gave us two floors. First floor was our uh, warehouse, and second floor was our office. And that's where we were based for the first two months. Um, yeah, and it was a fast pace. Uh, after one week or so, we decided we need to choose the direction. And there were a lot of humanitarian organizations, medical organizations. Uh, but there were not too many organizations that support army. So that that's why we decided to collect for our army. Um, people started bringing us uh, military vests, helmets, uh, night vision equipment, uh, drones, stuff like that. And uh, since then, uh, we, we knew that choosing this direction will not allow us in the future to get a charity status. But uh, that's what we intentionally decided to do because we think that helping army is the most important at this stage if we want to win in this war. Uh, since uh, the day of our registration, uh, during the first year of operation, we raised over 1 million Canadian dollars. And as of this moment, I think we raised already about 1.5 million dollars. We organize a lot of events, protests. Basically, we are trying to serve as a platform for all people, not just Ukrainians, who want to support Ukraine. And we hope to keep going uh, until the moment we win in this war and even after, because there's going to be a lot of work afterwards. We need to rebuild our country and uh, keep, keep going, keep working. How hard it was uh, to create non-profit organization that help army? Uh, It was super quick. Uh, it was registered within a day. Uh, I don't think it was mentioned that uh, we're going to choose specifically army. Uh, so it was non-profit to support Ukraine. After Afterwards, we, ch we switched, we changed the direction. But I don't think there, there are any issues because we are not buying weapons. We are not buying anything that kills people. We are mostly buying... Uh, medical and tactical supplies that help to save lives so we buy first aid kits we buy drones uh, who help our army to prevent attacks and save lives we buy vests we buy helmets everything that can help our soldiers to survive in this terrible war many canadians uh, think that drones are like guns but it's not true right drones are mostly for protecting for looking for enemies and save save actual lives it depends so uh, everyone should understand there are different types of drones so if we are talking about fpv drones those are drones kamikaze that intend to destroy our enemy in our case we are raising funds for dji mavic 3 drones like that people use these drones to film their weddings those drones are not used to throw bombs or anything like that Actually, the project we are raising for is called Iron Birds for Ukraine. So those are birds in the sky. Those are eyes of our military that help to capture those attacks from the distance and notify large cities so there can be air defense and people can start hiding in safe places. And actually, that's the only thing that can save lives. Because those attacks of Russians, they are so sudden, people are sleeping in the middle of the night, uh, they just get killed. Uh, we know how brutal they are attacking universities, schools, hospitals. Uh, there is nothing that can stop them. So at least these drones can help us save lives. Yes, thank you. And uh, uh, about uh, this concert... We brought an amazing artist. I think it's the future of Ukrainian music. And her name is Marina Kruć, and uh, she's an amazing musician. She has a great voice. And what is most important, she's playing the most traditional Ukrainian instrument called bandura, which has 65 strings. And uh, we all know how important this instrument for our country. And it was used by... Cossacks back in the days and uh, it's it's Ukrainian soul. What's great about Marina's technique is that she kind of reinvented this instrument. The way she's playing, no one else is playing this instrument. She's playing it in a modern way. Basically, she gave this instrument a new life and the way you can enjoy it today is, uh, is something spectacular. We think 
after this concert, the f- number of followers of Morena all around Canada will grow uh, significantly, and we are sure we're going to come back with new concerts. And again, Marina is a great supporter of Ukraine, Ukrainian army. She performs a lot in hospitals for soldiers, at the front lines. And our main goal of this tour is to raise funds. We're raising funds for drones for the project called Iron Birds. So we hope for great support from local audience. And uh, we hope we're doing something great for our country. That's what we have to do here in Canada. We live in a peaceful country under peaceful sky we wake up in warm beds we don't have to hide anywhere so we need to keep working and keep to support keep supporting that's actually amazing idea thank you for bringing her yeah and her first tour first time here right first time for marina Cruz. first time for casca entertainment uh, it's first time ever we are here in victoria and uh, we are super excited And we want to say thank you to local uh, co-organizers, Ukrainian Cultural Center. They provided a huge informational support. Uh, they provided this beautiful venue. And without them, we would do nothing. We, we're really glad for Ukrainians all around Canada that support us. In this field w- which we operate in, it's impossible to do anything from the distance. You, you need great people or, all around this country. And great people here in Victoria made this possible. We have a sold out today, by the way, just an hour ago, we had to close sales. So it's going to be a full packed venue. There I see you look so happy with this. Yeah, we are, we are happy. I think that this music deserves to be heard by thousands and thousands of people. So this is not the largest venue, but it's packed. It's a good sign. I'm pretty sure next time it's going to be double, tripled, and uh, it's going to be great again. Yes, yes, especially if you do this in summer. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. I know we, it's not the easiest time. It was tough to travel. Uh, there was a lot of snow yesterday, but part of the program is still Christmas program. And uh, we wanted to do it specifically like end of January because Marina has a lot of traditional Ukrainian songs. And this time it's not going to be the same as if it would be in summer because the material is going to be different. Of course, she has a lot of own songs, but today half of the program going to be Christmassy. That's fantastic. And uh, a few words about your merchandise. I saw big line before concerts and a lot of people want to buy and probably spend much more than they paid for tickets. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of work behind. Thanks to beautiful artwork from the designers, both from Marina Cruz's side and also we have from Second Front some nice t-shirts. All proceeds go to Ukraine, so I think that's what encourages people. But still, uh, this is something I would wear personally, A- amazing t-shirts. And we, we, it's great that I, I, I'm looking at the audience, almost everyone is holding something in their hands. It's great. Uh, again, it's another support, not just with the ticket, but also purchasing merch everything every dollar goes to the right place thank you thank you so much and please uh, remind one more time about your organization uh, we're called Casca entertainment we are Uk- ukrainian company uh, based in toronto our main focus is organizing cultural events and uh, concerts that unite canadian and ukrainian communities So, by the way, it's great here. I, I hear a lot of English, and that's what we are aiming for. Not just Ukrainians living in Canada, but mostly Canadians uh, and other uh, nationalities, because music doesn't have language. Thank you. And thank you, Oksana, as well as Daria and Anton Lysenko of Victoria. One last tune by Marina Krut. This is Volia, or Freedom. Live from the bomb shelter. Recorded, yes, in a bomb shelter. Субтитры 
the latest news from Ukraine, courtesy the Kiev Independent, Ukraine's largest and fastest-growing English-language news organization. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said that 207 Ukrainian prisoners returned home from Russian captivity on January 31st and that almost half of them are Mariupol defenders. The group consisted of 180 privates and sergeants, as well as 27 officers from the Armed Forces, National Guard, Border Guard, and National Police. Earlier in January, 230 Ukrainian prisoners of war were brought back home in the largest prisoner exchange to date since February 2022. We remember each Ukrainian in captivity, Zelensky said, both warriors and civilians. We must bring all of them back. Zelensky also thanked his team for helping orchestrate the return of the prisoners. According to Chief Ombudsman Dmitro Lubinets, the exchange was the 50th of its kind, and in total, 3,035 Ukrainians have been returned from captivity. The soldiers will have a warm dinner, receive clean clothes, a medical examination, restoration of documents, bank cards, and rehabilitation, Lubinets said. According to Ukrainian military intelligence, none of those exchanged on January 31st were individuals named on a list that Russian propagandists claimed had been on board the IL-76 aircraft that crashed on January 24th. Russian attacks against Kherson Oblast over the day on January 31st injured three people, including two in Bereslav and one in Tyahinka, regional officials reported. One more person was injured in Kherson early that morning. Ukraine's armed forces liberated Kherson and other regional settlements on the western bank of the Dnipro River in November 2022. Russian troops were pushed to the eastern bank, from where they have since been firing at the liberated territories, regularly resulting in civilian deaths and injuries. A Russian drone attack on Kharkiv injured three people and damaged civilian infrastructure on the evening of January 30th. 
Several explosions were reported in the city at around 10.40 p.m. local time. According to the governor, Russian troops launched at least six drones into Kharkiv Oblast. Several residential areas in the city were hit, causing fires in homes and in a store. Over the last few weeks, attacks on Kharkiv city have become more frequent, while the authorities report shelling of other areas in the oblast daily. Russian forces have been using North Korean shells at the front in Ukraine, according to military intelligence spokesman Andriy Yusov. This comes as an official confirmation of what has been suspected for some time. North Korea has reportedly provided Moscow with at least one million shells, as well as short-range ballistic missiles and other weaponry. Earlier in January, Prosecutor General Andriy Kostin reported the first evidence that Russia also used North Korean missiles in attacks against Ukraine. The U.S. and nearly 50 countries condemned the transfer and the reported use of North Korean missiles by Russia, calling for an immediate end to the delivery of weapons from Pyongyang to Moscow. South Korea warned on January 11th that its northern neighbor may also sell Russia new types of tactical guided missiles as military cooperation between the two countries strengthens. For the first time in history, Ukraine is going through winter using exclusively its own gas production, Prime Minister Denis Shmihal said on January 31st. Despite a series of massive Russian strikes against Ukraine over the past few weeks, Shmihal said that the Ukrainian energy infrastructure remains stable. According to the Prime Minister, Ukraine's energy giant Naftogas and its gas producer had increased production by 11% and opened new gas wells. In general, I am convinced that thanks to our armed forces, air defenses, and heroic energy workers, we will stably go through this winter, Shmihal said. Before the winter, Ukrainian officials warned that Russia is likely to massively target Ukraine's energy infrastructure once the temperatures drop, mirroring its strategy from the previous winter. December 2023 and this January indeed brought yet another wave of massive strikes, but the resulting energy disruptions have not reached the scale of those in late 2022 and early 2023. However, Russian attacks still regularly damage or destroy equipment and facilities associated with Ukraine's energy production and transmission. The press service of St. Petersburg's city administration said an incident occurred at an industrial site in the Nevsky district of the city on January 31st, Russian state-run media outlet TASS reported. Multiple drone strikes on oil depots in Russia were reported in January, including in Krasnodar, Bryansk, Oryol, and Leningrad oblasts. Kiev often does not comment on alleged attacks on Russian soil. But the Ukrainian media outlet RBC Ukraine claimed that a drone had struck the Nevsky Mazut oil refinery in the city. Citing unnamed sources, RBC said that the strike was carried out by Ukraine's military intelligence. The sources told RBC Ukraine that Russia had used its S-400 air defense system to target the drone, but it proved ineffective, and the drone fell on its alleged target. Ukrainska Pravda also said that sources in Ukraine's military intelligence had claimed responsibility for the alleged strike. The claims made by Ukrainska Pravda and RBC Ukraine cannot be independently verified at the time of this reporting. Russian telegram channels shared videos of the alleged strike and ensuing explosion. St. Petersburg Governor Alexander Beglov confirmed that an explosion had occurred, which he referred to as an incident. Beglov said that there were no casualties or significant damage reported. With $37 billion in external financing needs, combined with a goal to become more economically self-sufficient, Ukraine will have to explore more effective options when it comes to donor assistance, said Economy Minister Yulia Spiridenko in a recent op-ed in the Kiev Independent. One of these options has been the Help Ukraine from Within Ukraine concept, whereby humanitarian aid and equipment is sourced from within Ukraine, as opposed to being transported across the border. Sverdenko says this approach improves the effectiveness of donor assistance to Ukraine in three ways. It employs local businesses, provides jobs and salaries to Ukrainians, and up to 40% of the money spent on manufacturing will later end up in the local and state budgets as taxes, money that will help fund Ukraine's war effort. While Ukraine is grateful for all the help from international donors, regardless of where they source their aid, relying on Ukraine-based manufacturers will make aid deliveries to Ukraine faster, cheaper, and more effective, while also helping to stimulate the country's growth, Svetodenko wrote.
Canada will provide Ukraine with a new military aid package worth up to $20 million, Canadian Defence Minister Bill Blair announced on January 23rd. The package will include 10 rigid hull boats from Zodiac Hurricane Technologies, as well as English-language training for Ukrainian Air Force personnel learning to operate F-16 fighter jets. According to the statement, these boats will assist Ukraine in numerous maritime operations, including search and rescue, troop and cargo transport, surveillance and reconnaissance. Each boat comes with a sophisticated sensor, navigation and communication system. The donations will include spare parts and training for Ukrainian operators. The trainings are expected to be completed by late spring 2024. Canada will also provide civilian instructors, planes and support staff to support the F-16 training coalition alongside Denmark, France and Norway. Language training programs will begin this month. The first Ukrainian pilots began training on F-16 fighter jets in Denmark. Greece and the U.S. have also pledged to join the training efforts. So far, Denmark, the Netherlands and Norway have promised to provide dozens of their F-16s to bolster the Ukrainian Air Force. And that's the news from Ukraine for today. Coming to you courtesy the Kiev Independent, Ukraine's largest and fastest-growing English-language news organization. For more up-to-date news stories as they happen, visit their website, kievindependent.com, and make sure to follow them on social media. To allow this independent Ukrainian news team to continue delivering you news from on the ground in Ukraine, please consider becoming a member at kievindependent.com. Kahoot with uh, one of his many numbers of Ukrainian language teaching and learning on his brilliant Bataboya series that, of course, was all about borscht. Nahadiyu vislukite radio programu nash holos radio nasho hokorinya nabahatumovni radio stansi AM trinazia dvatsiat CHMB umisti Vancouveri. Хто менше говорить, той більше робить. 
and her proverb of the week translates as, whoever talks less accomplishes more. And with that, we've come to the end of another edition of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. In between broadcasts, please stay in touch with us via our Facebook page and our website, www.nashholos.com, where you'll find audio archives, transcripts, and a link to our podcast. And as well, you'll find Nash Holos on your favorite podcast app. And do check the show notes because there are often links there that are mentioned during the show. And our time is about up, so we'll wrap things up with the Prairie Crocus from Winnipeg and the Liberty Two-Step. I'm Pavlina. On behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM 1320, thanks for listening and Dobranich! One, two, three, four! Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.